message, for those that want a title, Making Jesus Real to You. Making Jesus Real to You. Because people talk about a past tense Jesus or future tense Jesus, but what he did and what he did, you know, talking about what he did and what he will do when he returns. But what about the right now? In this present time, how do we make Jesus real to those to us personally, and then to those around us. How do we do that? So we're going to know. We're going to look into this. Let's go to Hebrews thirteen, verse eight, please. Woo! Woo! Hebrews eight thirteen eight, and it's just the one part because there's some things that we need to. Well, we know these things. There's some things that we already know, and in Hebrews thirteen eight, in the King James, it says that Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. We need to know that, and we do. Uh, let's look it up in the Message Bible, please. In the Message, it says, Jesus doesn't change. I like that. He doesn't change. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, he is always totally himself. He's himself. He is who he is. Let's go to 2 Peter 1.4, New Living Translation. 2 Peter 1.4, New Living. Again, this is knowing this. These are things that we know. And it's just by way of review. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, you look at somebody and say, you know, right? You know, right? You're blessed with the Lord, right? You know that, right? You're the righteousness of him. You know that, right? You're healed. You know that, right? You're prosperous. You know that, right? You're delivered. You know that. So these things here are what you already know, right? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 2 Peter 1.4, New Living, it says, And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. He has. You, need, you know, we know this. We know this. He's given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. <laughs> These promises enable us to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Come on now. Hebrews 6.18 is just the one part. It says it's impossible for God to lie. It is impossible. He can't do it. It's not in him. 2 Corinthians 1.20, these are just kind of um, bases, basics, things that we already know. We have been taught very well. 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, all the promises, this is in King James, all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen. So if you're asking God, he said, yeah. You ask him for a promise that he's given in his Bible. He said, yeah, you can have it. Acts 10.38, please. King James. Again, these are what we know. It says, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come on you, and you shall be witnesses. It doesn't say you shall go around witnessing. No, you just got to be. You just show up. You be who you are. And people will come up to you and say, man, what is it? What is it? 
What's, what is it that makes you tick? Why are you so happy? Why are you walking around so so healed? How come you're not freaking up with everybody else? How come you're so calm in the, piece of, in the midst of a storm? Huh? Because there's some things that we know. We know this. It says that we have, <laughs> we shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come on you, and you shall be witnesses both unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to all the uttermost parts of the earth. That is Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, Bedford, Sackville. Where are we? Here. Plains. Hammond's Plains. Come on. <laughs> Wherever it is you live, that's you. You're part of the all. <laughs> so you think about this. Like in Acts 10.38, we have that same power to do good and to heal all. We, of course, we know this. But we qualify for that. So we, yeah, so we go around doing good, healing all. So like when you're walking around, you know, you, you, you're going out for a walk. Why are you going for a walk? I'm going out for a walk to do good and heal all. In your workplace, you do good, and you heal all. And sometimes it's just a smile. Come on now. It's just a smile. All you've got to do is look happy, and it's going to cheer somebody else up. Come on now. Yes. I do it all the time. I go, to, uh, <laughs> I go to Gateway on Mondays because it's not crowded. Every other time there's a lineup. But I go there, and I go to the same person. She goes, I like it when you come in. You're always positive. You're always happy. I'm thinking, yeah. I tried, I said, I tried the other way. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. No, 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 no. So we have the same power to go out and do good and heal all. Now, here's our heart's cry. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, please. This is our heart's cry. Because we know all these other things. We know these things. But, and, and it's good that you know these things. But then we're going to go to the next level. This is our heart's cry. In Philippians 3, 10, King James Come on, this should be all of our hearts cry. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. If you look at it in the, the New Living Translation, it says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Come on, you want to, you know, that should be our hearts cry. We want to experience him. We want to experience his power, that, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead and blew out that grave. Come on, we got this explosive power on the inside of us. Raised us from the dead, amen. <laughs> yeah, some of us were real close to death. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah, let's look at this in the message, please. Yeah, we were close to death. And he, many times, <laughs> and because I, I start thinking over and over, like I went and vi uh, sent a friend of mine a happy birthday and I found out later on that the guy passed away. Didn't know. He got sick in July and passed away in August. It's like, what? We need to know the power so we can go about doing good and healing all. Amen. That should never be. And the message it says, I gave up all that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally, <laughs> personally, and experience his resurrection power. Mm -mm -mm. Amplified? Because I, I like going to different versions because it really paints a picture. 
And it's like this tapestry. And then when you put them all together, it's like, man, this is good. It says, my determined, for my determined purpose is that I may know him. Determined purpose. I like that. We, we need to be purposeful in our determination that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. It's a, it's a journey. It's not rushing to get to, to the end. No, it's the journey of this, the joy of the journey. There should be a joy in the journey because it's a learning curve. Why? We're learning to get to know him. Just like you got to learn to know your best friend or your mate. It's done in stages. You just don't go from, you know, from the, from the pitcher's mound to, to, to home plate right away. You're missing a whole lot of stuff. And this is what he wants us to do. Progressively become more deeply uh, intimately acquainted with him. Perceiving, recognizing, understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. This is why when we, you know, you come to Bible study and and you learn so much more. And you learn the, the hows, the whys, why he did what he did, how he did what he did, and, and the, the reason for what he did what he did. And we are that reason. He did it for us. Amen. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, New Living Translation. Philippians 3, verse 3, and the New Living Translation. Philippians 3, 3, New Living. It says, we put no confidence in human effort. This is Paul talking. He says, though I could have confidence in my own effort, if, I, if anyone could, indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight, eight days old. I am pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew, if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. Verse 6, I was, there's a whole lot of eyes here. I was so jealous, so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, well, let me tell you, I obeyed the law without fault. What? I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. What did he learn? Verse 8. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. That's what we, that's, come on, that's our, that's our, that's our heart's cry to become one with him. Verse 12, please. It says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection, which Christ Jesus first possessed me. You remember when you first got born again? You are possessed. Come on, things didn't, things didn't mess with you. Oh no, things didn't bother you like they, like they used to. Why? You were possessed. You weren't your own self. You weren't your old self. You were, people look at you going, what happened to you? I'm possessed. In a good way. In a good way. Verse 13, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on 
one thing, one thing remains. There is one thing that remains. Forgetting the past. Come on now. We need to be good forgetters, especially when we've messed up. You got to. You watch these, these especially, you know, you're, you're, well, football season just finished, and you're watching a, a, a quarterback of world renown throw an interception. He doesn't climb into a hole and get all bummed out. I threw an interception. I threw an No, he has to forget about that play. And what's he do? Throw a long bomb all the way down the, down the end of the field and, and connect. Why? Because he's mad now. It's like, oh, no, no, now you, you done made me mad. Right? Well, we need to be like that. Become good forgetters and just say, oh, no, 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 no. All right. Mm-mm-mm. I'm forgetting the past. I'm looking forward to what lies ahead. And that's what, they, that's what these quarterbacks do. They look forward to the touchdown. They look forward to the ring. Because they're getting it. They're going for it. It says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. John 17, verse 1, in the Passion Translation, please. We are just... This is our... This is our, our um, Your mission, if you choose to accept it. <laughs> Making Jesus real to you and to others around you. Because the people around us know that we're Christians anyways. But they want to, they're, they're looking for something that they can hang on to that we have. Right? And because they're, they're, especially with, like, there's stuff that's happening all the time. So how can we hang, how can they hang on to us and hang on to the anointing that's in us and just say, okay, you know what? I may not have it, but you do. And I'm hanging on to you. Because you're the closest thing to Jesus that I will ever, ever find. And it's just like, okay, come on. Come on. Yeah. What do they say? Follow me as I follow Christ. Brother James says that all the time. Follow me as I follow Christ, right? John 17, verse 1 in the Passion Translation. This is what Jesus prayed as he looked up to heaven. Father, the time has come. Unveil the glorious splendor of your Son that I will magnify your glory. Verse 2, you've already given me authority over all people so that I may give the gift of eternal life to all those who you have given to me. Eternal life means to know and to experience you, the only true God, and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the Son who you have sent. Verse 4, I have glorified you on earth by faithfully doing everything you told me to do. So, my Father, restore me back to the glory that we shared together when we were face to face before the universe was created. And it's like, oh, you see, you, like you, you can you can feel his heart cry. And and the word experience in the dictionary.com, practical contact with, observe observation of facts or events, involvement in, participation in, contact with, acquaintance with. Exposure to, awareness of, familiarity with, an understanding of, an insight into. Come on, how like, and this is this is what we want to know about Jesus. There are so many layers, so many levels, and he just wants to show them to us all. Right? That's a, well, that's the kind of God we serve. 
In John 17, verse 3, in the King James, it says, This is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God. That word know in the Greek is gnosko, means to absolutely be aware of. I want to know you. I want to absolutely be aware of you. I want to feel you. I want to have knowledge of you. I want to be sure of you, which signifies to be taken uh, to be take knowledge in and to come to know, to recognize. I want to understand you. There's a lot of things we don't understand, but when you ask him, he'll tell you. And to understand completely. Hallelujah. I was thinking about this this morning on my way in. Anybody um, in, in our high school band, we did Godspell. Remember Godspell? The play, the movie. Nobody? Seriously? Yeah, okay. Us around our age would remember that. But there was a song that they did, and even back in, the, in our high school band, it always moved me because it was day by day. You remember the song, Day by Day? Three things I pray. To see thee more clearly, to love thee more dearly, to father, follow thee more nearly. Come on, that's a heart cry. And, and we've all done that. We want to see you, want to follow you. We want, come on now. We want to love you more dearly. What a God we serve. And he's just, he, his arms are wide open. Saying, hey, you know what? Just come to me. Just come to me. Mm. John 17, verse 12. King James, please. It's funny how things change. Um, yeah, back then there was a Jesus movement that was huge. It was huge. And I wasn't even serving, but it got me. And every time we played it, like, wow. Didn't know what it was, but I was going to church when I was a kid with my grandfather, and I would get saved almost every week because I didn't want to miss God. Seriously, I would. Every time there was an altar call, I was up at the front because I did not want to miss Jesus. And then high school hit. <laughs> and then high school hit. But then with our band, we started playing these songs. And so it brings you back into that memory of, wow, Jesus, yeah. Because he, he never leaves us. We try to walk away, but he still, he'll, he'll never, never, ever. In John 17, verse 12, the King James, it says, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost. None of them. He loses nobody. I said he loses nobody. They are all common. All those waywards, they're common. We've seen it. It's already started to happen. My goodness, this happened with me. Huge. And there's more. They're all coming. Come on, we're claiming them all. They're, they're a see. Come on, those guys have been, oh yeah, they've been in church, under the pews, all of that time. And they listen to all of that word in Sunday school, in youth group, in church. That seed is still in there. The Bible says that it's seed that's incorruptible, which means it don't go bad. It does not go bad. Our kids are coming. Absolutely. 
Amen. He says, those that you kept me, uh, gave me, I have kept. And he gave them all to him. None of them is lost. He loses none. None. Now, we've got to this level, but we need to get to our starting point, and that's in, first, in, in Colossians 1.20, in the New Living Translation, please. Colossians 1.20. New living. Because if we can't make Jesus real to us, we can't make him real to anybody else. If you try to, then it's, it's kind of phony. Right? You got to make him real. Because people can tell real from, from fake. Especially this day and age. Oh, man, people are picking up fake left, right, and center. So you got to be real. You got to be genuine. You got to be authentic in what we do. And, and we are. Come on. You, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you squeeze us and the love of God comes out. That's the way we're... Yeah, amen. Amen. Colossians 1.20, please. And it says, And through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Verse 21. This includes you who are once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions, Yet now has he reconciled you to himself, us. We're reconciled to himself through the death of, of Christ in his physical body. Look at this. As a result, he has brought you and me into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. So our starting point is faultless. I said our starting point is faultless. Come on. He brought you into his own presence. He made you holy and blameless as you sin. All we have to do is stand before him. And I remember talking to some people. I said, get your head up. Walk around with your head in the dirt. Look up. Put your shoulders back. Get rid of that self-condemnation stuff. This is verse 23. But you must continue. We continue to believe this truth. What truth? The truth that you're faultless. Believe it. Yeah. Believe it. And st stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you've received when, you've, when you heard the good news. So you threw an interception. Well, hardy, har, har. Get back up. Dust yourself off. It does not change your position. You're still faultless. So you threw an interception. Who didn't? Yeah, he's the only one. Come on. Um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, New Living Translation. So our, star our starting point is faultless. Know it, believe it, act on it. Put your shoulders back, get your head up. Ephesians 1, 3, New Living. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Because we are united with Christ, verse 4, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us. Okay, even before the world was made, we've been loved, we've been chosen. You're already on the team. Team Faultless, that's us. Team Faultless. 
God loved us, chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance, in advance, adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. He did it on purpose and it gave him great pleasure. It gave him, so we're not just some, just something. Are you kidding? <laughs> we're faultless. We're blameless. We're king's kids. Mm-hmm. So then we become faultless. Then, then our next step is becoming a, a disciple. And in the vines, it says a, a disciple is a learner, one who follows one's teaching. Why do we come here on Sundays? Why do we come here on Thursdays? We're disciples. Let's go, go to John 8.31 in the King James. John 8.31, King James, please. We're disciples, disciplined ones, learners. We learn. That's why all those books in the back are going by so fast. Yeah, a bunch of learners. And here, we're word birds here. Oh, man, <laughs> we got it going on. In John 8, 31, it says, And Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, it just, uh, it, it, he didn't say, if you just read it once. No, you, there's a continuation. There's a continuing in his word. This is why we, you know, we, we have these daily Bible readings and we're trying to keep it all, we're doing it all at the same time. So we're in step with one another, right? It's a discipline. It, it's, and really, it's, it's you, you can choose to do it if you, or not, but if you choose to do it with us, well, then at the end of the year, you get to celebrate with us. It's a blast. when you Because when you finish something that you started, there is a feeling of, whoa. Every year at the, on, on, January, on December 31st, I get happy-er because it's like, okay, we did it. We endured through all those... <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, yeah, let's get serious. Some of those <laughs> some of them chapters are a term of endearment. It's like you like to one, two, skip a few, three, four, we're gonna skip some more because this is like <laughs> but we do it. It's repetition. Right? <laughs> it's what Jesus said to those Jews that believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, in word and indeed. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Well, it's the truth that you know that will make you free. It's the truth that you put into practice that will make you free. It's just not knowing what it is, right? You could know that that's a chair, but until you sit on that chair, you're going to be standing for a real long time. <laughs> wow. A chair. John 15, verse 8, new, uh, in the New Living, please. <laughs> John 15, verse 8, New Living. Praise the Lord. 15, 8. Did I say 8, 15? <laughs> John 15, 8. Jesus said, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. So they will know us by our fruit. True disciples. Not just plain disciple. No, no, we're true ones. We, we're, we got we got the true we got the true juice going on in the inside of us, right? Amen. 
It says, and this brings great glory to my father. <laughs> so then you go from a disciple to a friend. And we're going to go to John 15, verse 5 in the King James. John 15, 5. Yeah, it's a good one. They're all good ones, right? But it's, it's like, okay, by, by, you know, we want, to, we want you to know that you know that you know, right? And I'm knowing, right? I just I got it first, but we all get to know this thing. And um, let's take it at John 15, verse uh, 5. Jesus speaking, it said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me, I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without him, we can do nothing. But with him, ooh, the sky is the limit. If a man not abide in me, verse 6, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Verse 7, I love this. If you abide in me and my words, didn't say one word, my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Verse 8, here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. What's that? Answered prayer. And so shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken unto you, that my joy, Jesus' joy, may remain in you. And, and that your joy might be full, full. So you allow Jesus' joy to get inside of you. He's going to top you up. We have so much joy. But then when Jesus' joy comes in, he's going to overflow your boat. There will be spillage. Oh, yeah. And, and verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. Just love one another. Becoming a friend. The more that you learn to love one another, the more friends you become. Right? The more we get to know one another here, the friendlier we become. Right? Then we start reaching out to one another. We'll start calling one another. Why? Because we get to know you. And then if you're not here, we get to miss you when you're not here and just say, okay. So if we ask you, you know, where you've been, it's not a thing of uh, pointing her finger and saying, <laughs> some people, well, anyways, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. No, it's because we care. We care. And it's just like, hey, you know what? I haven't seen you. And you've got a supply. I've got a supply. We each have this supply that if we're not here to give it, we don't get it. And there could be something that, that I might need from you or vice versa this week to help me get through the week. And so we need you here to, to give that. Plus, it gives you a chance to, to um, rehearse. We get to rehearse on one another, Acts 10.38, going around doing good in here and healing all. If you know somebody dealing with some sicknesses, put your hands on them. Practice. 
Practice the presence of him. What are you doing? We're making Jesus real to you, and then we're going to make Jesus real to each other. We make Jesus that real in this place. When people walk in, you won't have to invite them. They're going to come. Sheep begat sheep. They do. And when they see what's going on, come on now, you know when there's a good restaurant. You know when the food is good. Because people come from all over the place. Why? Word spreads. And when people, the word spreads about this place, hey, this is an Acts 1038 place. You want to come in? Come on now. We're doing good and we're healing all. <clears throat> yes. Amen. James chapter 2, verse 23. James 20, uh, 2, 23. And the King James. James 2, 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, for he was called the friend of God. Why did he become the friend of God? Because he believed him. When we have friends, you believe your friends, right? The more you have friends that you believe, like the more that you believe in your friends, what happens? The deeper the relationship grows. That's the same thing with... with, with <laughs> With Abraham, he believed God. He believed in him. Now, the definition, I, I found this out. The definition of a true friend is someone who has your back. Come on, that's a true friend. No matter what, they watch out for you and ensure that you're not in danger. They will never purposely lead you into making decisions that are not good for you. A true friend will always have your best interest at heart. Come on. And Abraham believed God, and then he became a friend of God. We begin to believe each other in this place. We'll become friends, family, right? Amen. <laughs> All right. Matthew chapter 2. Oh, no. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. Matthew 12, 46. King James, please. We're getting ready to land this plane. 12, 46. It says, while he yet talked to the people, Jesus speaking, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, behold, your mother and your brothers are, out, are standing outside desiring to speak with you. But he answered and he said unto him, that told him, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And he stretched forth his hand towards his disciples. And he said, behold, my brother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Look around you. We qualify. That makes us family. Luke 10, 17. In the Passion Translation, this is the last set of verses. Luke 10, 17 in the Passion. We are family. Luke 10, 17, it says, when the 70, 70 missionaries, come on, missionaries, that's what we are. When you step outside this door, you're a missionary. It says, return to Jesus. They were ecstatic with joy. They're telling him, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name. Verse 18, Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple as he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Bam! Now you understand that I've imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. You'll trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. 
period. Hello. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in, in this authority. Verse 20. However, however, like it's good to know that stuff, but however, your real source of joy isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority, or that, but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and that you belong to God's kingdom. This is a true source of your authority. So beside your name in heaven, there is one word, and it's called faultless. When they call you on the roll call from heaven, they're going to say, Galen Beaver, faultless. Don Matheson, faultless. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.